Welcome to Neuro Insights, a podcast that gives you insight into the latest research in organizational psychology, workplace well-being, and mental health. I'm Vivian, the Chief Research Officer here at Neuro. And I'm Peter, a researcher and content creator at Neuro, where we create science-based 15-minute micro-learnings for managers to improve mental health in the workplace. Each week, we'll be discussing a new journal article that sheds light on ways to enhance mental health at work, both for you and your team. Let's dive into the research to find out what NeuroInsight you could implement today. Hello, welcome back to our podcast here at Neuro, where we look at all things related to managers and mental health. So, you know, Peter and I have been talking a lot about challenges that managers face and the importance of the role of managers with regards to mental health. But I'm sure a lot of you are asking, well, what sorts of interventions are available to managers and what is being done to help support these managers better? So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be reviewing a paper that looks at the development and evaluation of a digital line manager training program. This program was called Managing Minds at Work and was published in 2022, done by a group out of the University of Nottingham in the UK. So some of the background that this paper starts off with is it talks about the various types of interventions. It says that there are primary, secondary, and tertiary levels of intervention. Now, tertiary is where someone already has had a mental health crisis and you try to step in. Secondary is if you think about mental health first aid, where they try to raise awareness about signs of poor mental health and intervening. And then primary, it really goes to the job demands resources model that we've been talking a lot about on the podcast, where if there's an imbalance, if people experience too much job demands, too much stress, that's going to lead to things like burnout and turnover. And so a primary level intervention would be to take action to eliminate these sources of stress before they can even generate problems and, and cause poor mental health. And that was really one of the unique things about this intervention was that it was a primary focused intervention. And then this intervention also targeted line managers, so middle managers who are directly responsible for creating a culture, for managing the employees, for having conversations about mental well-being. And it says that line managers are actually not given enough support or training the stat is that more than half, so about 57% of middle managers, frontline managers, said that their organization offers no mental health, well-being, training, or support for them. So this is a big unmet need, and this is where this paper steps in. And this is a recent paper, too, 2022. That's post-pandemic. So um, it's really surprising to see 57% are still needing that much um, support or any support. Right. And I think one thing how the pandemic has changed the way that this training is being delivered is that now they're looking at digital interventions because a lot of people are now working remotely. So think I think this paper came out of the need of having a lot of people working remotely needing to have access to trainings. And they did talk a lot about the benefits of e-learning in that it's more scalable and allows people to access this learning at any time or any place. It offers users greater control over their learning because then they decide when they want to access the module, when they want to take it uh, versus having to do it at Tuesday, you know, 11 to 12, whatever it is. Okay, so this is the background of the intervention. Um, 
Peter, tell us a bit about what that intervention actually was. Okay, well, they have an overall aim to develop and test a digital intervention aimed at supporting employers in the prevention of mental health at work. And it was called Managing Minds at Work. Yeah, the aim of the intervention is to support line managers by increasing their knowledge, skills, and confidence for promoting and protecting the mental well-being of the people they manage. I, I found in, what was interesting is that they're focusing on the mind and on information, that even just knowing more is going to help uh, mental health. Uh, compared to neuro, we, we, we try to um, bridge the gap that mental health is both body and mind. Um, when you're feeling stressed, your body exhibits things. And so we need to focus on the body, but this is more a skills, knowledge, training, and um, focused on confidence, which is, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, the aim of the intervention is to support line managers by increasing their knowledge, skills, and confidence for promoting and pr protecting uh, the mental well-being of the people that they manage. Um, I found it interesting that they focused on knowledge, um, that it's a head thing, um, that that will still help impact mental well-being within the office. Although we know that mental health is much more than just information in the mind, um, it crosses over into your body. For instance, when you feel stressed, it affects your body. So mental health is much more than mental. Um, and we try to integrate that at Neuro. Um, but let's look at what they're, uh, what they're trying to do. So they've broken it up into um, five different modules. And the first module is promote uh, self-care techniques among managers. If you can't help yourself, you can't help others. Um, take care of yourself then you have the bandwidth to help others. Uh, module two was designing work uh, to prevent work-related stress. This is looking at those systematic factors. What is your day-to-day -day and how is that um, creating stress? Can we just move some stuff around so you're, you're not as stressed out? Right. What are the sources of stress? How do you deal with them? Now, the third was uh, the four competencies to prevent and reduce stress. And then module four was how to have conversations with your staff about mental health. Um, so now moving into reaching out to others and communicating that. And then number four, uh, num number five, building a psychologically safe work environment. So psych safety stuff. Mm -hmm. And the competency part was interesting because that's something we've talked about in two past previous uh, podcast episodes looking at how managers can be developing competencies to best improve the mental well-being of their employees. Well, let's spend a little time looking at that then. Um, so module three was the four competencies, and the first is respectful and responsible. And they uh, have three different parts, integrity, managing emotions, and considerate approach, which is really interesting. It's just how do you treat another person, and that, it, that affects the office and well-being. Uh, number two was managing and communicating work. Are you proactive, problem-solving, and empowering? Uh, we know that self-determination theory is big in mental well-being. Managing difficult situations, that's number three. And so that's conflict. Um, are you able to use your resources? And are you taking responsibility? And then the, th the fourth is managing the individual. Uh, are you accessible, sociable, empathetic? So those social skills. 
So I, I like that this training looked at competencies and building them because this really is a prevention approach. Um, a lot of other interventions look at, okay, once a crisis happens, how do you then respond? But this is the first intervention I've seen so far that looks at, as a manager, what can you do to build up various skills, the way that you interact with people, uh, what we call social-emotional skills that help you be a better team leader and then relate that to mental health. Yeah, I think uh, empathy, your emotion, your EQ as it is, um, is really important, especially as a manager, um, for how you relate to others and then what you're able to hear and um, what others are able to communicate to you. When you feel heard, uh, it makes such a big difference. Mm -hmm. So this program was offered via a secure website that the managers could access via their computer or their phone. And each module, there were five in total, as Peter said, they included guidance, so a lot of teaching. There were interactive tasks, so you could read cases and then sort of select which source of stress employee X is facing. There were opportunities for reflection, there were short videos, as well as downloadable checklists of things that managers could do for homework. So there was practical next steps. And this was designed to be taken over a course of 30 minutes per module, one module a week for six weeks. Which is interesting. Um, as we create our content too, we're looking at about uh, six modules or six experiences mm -hmm. per lesson. Mm -hmm, per journey. Per journey. Yeah, we right. call them journeys. So what did they find? Uh, the pilot testing results of this intervention, they piloted piloted it with three organizations, 18 managers in total, and they used a theoretical model called Technology Acceptance Model, or TAM. It's a very popular information systems theory that tells you how likely people are to adopt a technology. And it measures things like perceived ease of use, so how easy is it to use this app, how useful, perceived usefulness, how useful was the information relevant to my problems. And then they had some qualitative questions as well. So more free text where managers could expand on their attitudes towards training and how that affected their behavioral intentions, which is do they actually want to change anything about the way that they manage their employees? So some results from the survey what was interesting was that 100% of the managers actually perceived the module content to be relevant. And two-thirds said they had learned something new, while the other one-third, even though they hadn't learned something new, said that the program served as a useful prompt and reminder to actually apply what they had known. So, yeah, I think this proves the point that training is useful whether or not it's new information or not because we have so much residual information from books we've read people we've talked to that we just haven't applied and we need people to remind us to actually apply that knowledge there's so many things that i know and don't put into practice um, we talk about tech use all the time there's so many things i know not to do and yet i do them every day it's, i need those reminders yeah right uh some findings from the free text was People, managers said uh, that it's a good reminder of the need to take care of yourself because it makes sense that you cannot support others if you aren't in a good place yourself. There were some managers who said that it's given them a better understanding of the different sources of stress. 
for their colleagues and the people that they manage. Well, and I'd like to add just that this person in, uh, specifically said that I will be more considerate in the future going forward. Um, so it broadened their perspective. They're not going to just judge the person that coming that's coming to them for this stress. Oh, get over it. Oh, maybe there's other things I don't understand. And that's back to that emotional quotient, uh, being able to understand others that might be different than you. Right. There was behavioral intention, which is great a great thing to me to measure in that you want to see how many managers actually will change what they do after they complete the training. And a lot of what the manager said they would change was about looking at the sources of stress. So what is causing stress in their organization and with their employees? And looking at job design, job demands. How can they better assign job roles and make sure that demands are not outweighing the resources they are giving their employees? Someone said that they had heard of psychological safety but didn't really know what it was. And now they want to makes more of an effort to ensure they have psychological safety. Another one said that as a manager, I feel like I need to have all the answers, but it's also important to share problems with the team. So this idea of wanting to be more open, wanting to, um, I guess, be more human <laughs> as a manager, as we've talked about. So those are some good behavioral intentions that came out of this, out of this training. So to conclude, this was the first digital training this paper said that was co-created with line managers. They actually had a lot of line managers weigh in on what needed to be covered. And it used um, a, a primary prevention focus. So as opposed to a lot of the mental health first aid, this intervention really focused on what are preventative measures we can do beforehand to eliminate sources of unnecessary stress and create a workplace culture that people feel safe in, that people feel supported uh, and that I feel like that's really aligned with what we want to do here at Nero as well. Yeah, and I think um, w one word that comes up a lot in this article is stress, is it not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think they're using that word to sort of encompass everything to do with mental health at the workplace. Um, when you have poor mental health, you're also stressed, and you're stressed to the point where that is causing um, work-life balance problems. Um, so that word stuck out to me as far as um, what we should be looking for and what language we should be using when we're talking to clients. Mm. Yeah, I think it goes back to, I remember one LinkedIn Live where we had someone from Harvard uh, Business Review say that managers are really tired. And I think another word for tired, it can also be stressed. I think a lot of managers are feeling burnt out and stressed with all the things they have to do. So if there is an intervention that could reduce stress for them, make them feel more supported, I think that would really resonate with managers. Yeah, and it's a multidimensional support. It's um, changing, looking at the work itself. How can we reorganize it? It's looking at how am I interacting with my, um, my team members? It's um, how are they relating to me? Are we listening to each other? And I think it's one thing um, maybe is a no-brainer is that they're listening. Um, when a, a company doesn't listen to employees and just applies work and you either burn out and quit and they hire new people, well, that's you just look at the turnover rate at that company. But when companies are starting to listen and ask questions and yet the turnover is still there, um, how, how can we help these kind of companies? Mm -hmm. And I think that's looking at mental health. Um, psychological well, uh, psychological safety, 
and seeing what adjustments can be made. Yeah, and you know, this was done in the UK, but I hope that there will be more interventions, especially e-learning, specifically targeted for managers, because I think this is this could be big. This could be a way that we improve general knowledge around mental health and especially target the primary prevention route um, so that this mental health at the workplace problem could be addressed much earlier on rather than waiting for it to become a crisis. Uh, I'm kind of an intuitive guy. I, I uh, The stats, um, I'm not as uh, detail-oriented as you, um, Vivian, but um, one thing that I see is if you do anything, it's going to help. Um, I know that's such a broad statement to say, and maybe it's uh, self-validating. Um, that's why I'm I, I love that you pull out the research and the numbers um, to help us, but it just seems like even just doing some kind of education program in mental health is going to change things. I think you're right. I think any little step, any any type of conversation around mental health can help to normalize it and decrease the stigma. So stay tuned. We'll be looking at more papers on interventions. We want to see what people are doing all over the world and how we can be importing some of the best stuff to right where we are in Montreal, Canada. So that's all we have for you today. And I hope you have a wonderful day ahead of you. And we'll see you back for the next episode. 